Good evening. Um, just for those of you who came in a little bit after the opening, just a quick introduction. My name is Brian Heck. I've uh, been serving and uh, associated with Harvest Bible Church since 1994, and my wife, actually, I met, I met her through the pastors, okay, way back when, and so she was a children's minister over at Pittsburgh Christian Fellowship, and um, so uh, she goes back further with Pastor Mark and the Butler family, so it's really nice to be here, and I just got busy serving, I was like, well... There's a ministry of helps, so I just get busy helping, and then they saw that I was kind of excited and allowed me to work with the youth and, and their kids, you know, and it just gradually, gradually, you know, the growth came, the maturity, well, still growing, but I just am very thankful to be here. I know so many of you, and those of you who don't, just hang in there. We're going to get, we're going to get it rolling, okay? All right, so we'll pray. Father, we thank you. It's your word. It's the incorruptible seed of the word of God that does great works in our lives. That you uphold everything by your word and you uphold us through your word. We have strength because of you. We don't stand in our own ability, but we stand in your ability. And we receive fresh, a fresh touch from heaven tonight fresh anointing, fresh fire, a fresh vision. Lord, that we can run our race, a destiny. We all have, uh, we are destined to succeed. And Lord, I thank you that you're going to teach us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, so I've been, just what's been stirring in my heart is that it's God's will is for our prosperity. Prosperity. What is prosperity? Huh? Yeah. Okay, so many of us here are parents, and we love it when our kids come to us and say, man, that was a bad experience, and I just need so much help, right? We love it when they're, they're, they're being unsuccessful. No, we try to help them out. We encourage them. We, if they'll listen, we'll, we'll kind of... You know, we give them some direction or, hey, why don't you try this and do this and we'll be there to support and help you as you move through this situation. Some of our kids maybe have had broken relationships and you've watched it disintegrate and it's been sad and, and, and you've seen uh, things with your grandkids and, and uh, you know, divorce sometimes will happen and how do we... How do we deal with that with our own children? We don't like to see them suffer. We don't like to see them go through hard times. And neither does our heavenly father, okay? So in the scripture, I found that even if you're in a tough place financially, if you're in a tough place vocationally with your career, if you're in a tough place and you just are boggled in your mind, God has a plan to move you from glory to glory to glory. Every step will be victorious. It may not feel good in the moment, but if you step out in faith and believe, you will receive everything that God has promised you. 
He's not a liar. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath God said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? His word, oh, I tell you what, the enemy, he was in the garden. He said, hath God said to Eve, hath God said, she should have said, you bet he did and you might as well get out of my way because I'm going to bust you up, buddy. We wouldn't have all this turmoil in our world today if she and Adam just got it together and said, God's not a man that he should lie. So you dirty, rotten devil, get out of this garden, get out of my way, because I'm coming through. I'm going to run you over. Because God said, tend the garden. He didn't say, surrender the garden. But there are promises in the word of God where God restores things that have been stolen through the curse things that have been stolen through heartache and pain and disappointment. He is a restorer of dreams. He is a restorer of hope, hope, hope. Oh my goodness, he is such a good heavenly father. So today I just want to exhort and encourage you that uh, don't let go you keep holding on. It might be tough, but you're going to break through. You're, you are breaking through, okay? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'm just moving through here. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me. What's he going to, you know what? If you resist the devil, he's going to flee from you. And he may roar a little bit and get a little nasty and ugly and accuse you of things. Use people to lie about you and tell all kinds of falsehoods. But you just keep standing and you rebuke it in Jesus' name. Oh, no, you did not. I resist you, Satan. I take authority over your, your, your weapons have no place in my life. And one of the weapons that he will use is financial hardship. Anybody been there? Oh, boy. You know, and a lot of times it's not, you know, there are, there's transitions and there's things that God will promote and lift you and increase you and cause things to grow supernaturally where it's a harvest, a harvest, a harvest, okay? And I know that it is a time of harvest in Harvest Bible Church. So we just getting in with, on the good stuff now, okay? You've been through the hard times. You put in the work. You stood on the word. You, you gave when it hurt. And now it's time where it's all coming back. It's coming back on every wave. It's coming back. In Ecclesiastes, it says, cast your bread upon the water and it will return. You know, nothing is going to return void. God is a good, he's an accountant. I mean, he's a good counter. He keeps great records, and he's got angels that do the same thing. They're writing in books right now. Writing in books. Taking notes. Check this out. See what they're going to do there at Harvest Bible Church. They're just getting ready for a, a revival in the city of Stockton, California. God's raising up men and women to go into the earth and bring the good message of the gospel and the devil doesn't want us to go out, does he? So he'll attack and he'll lie and he'll try to cheat us and he'll steal. But we know in John 10, 10, let's turn there. Got to get, get our Bibles open, okay? I'll use my amplified version. So again, the title today is God's will is for our 
prosperity. Another way of saying that is he wants us to be successful. Not just barely getting by, trying to make a living. One of these days, one of these days I'll get that 25 cent raise. They've been promising it for, I'm just going to bargain. I'm going to, I'm going to go and pound my fist on the lectern and tell them they need to give us a pay raise. But see, I'm reminded that God is our source. Okay. And when you make him your source, uh, wow, wow, wow. His, he, he, he's got such abundance. I was reading in Genesis, it said in the oceans were teeming, teeming. He created the oceans to teem with abundance. I mean, he's a, you think, you look at a picture of the stars and the galaxies, and there's not too many. He just created about five of them. No. I'm trying to keep you hooked up. No. God, we can't count them. They're countless, but each star has a name, it says over in Isaiah. Each star has a name. And there's billions and trillions and quadrillions of them. Wow. So, hmm, I know on the news and on TV and through social media, they talk lack a lot. And if we listen too much to that, we'll get a poverty mindset, a poverty mentality where it's like, I'm just, man, I just better hold on. I better just, you know, try to save up. I better just try to keep up with inflation. I I just got to try to buy some eggs. I know those things are going up in price. But wow, you know, as we walk it out in faith and just say, you know, I trust you, Lord. I trust you. Would you help me and say, I, I I trust you, Lord. I trust you you with my life. I trust you with my future. future. All right. All right. Where was I going to go? What scripture? What? John 10, 10. Thank you. Oh, we like this one. So here's a scripture that I've stood on. And I tell you what, get, get ugly. Get, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean by getting ugly? Does it mean go out and, you know, wave at people with one finger as you're driving down the freeway? No. There's, you can get ugly in the spirit, though, where it's just like, I ain't taking it. Mm-mm-mm. I get, sometimes, you know, the enemy will push and I just get fed up and I'm just going to punch him a couple more times. And oh, by the way, I'm going to go on the offensive and pray for the, the, the mayor's office and the city council and for the leadership in the, the board of supervisors. We're getting better laws in place and the devil can't put his laws through these people. He's a jerk. I'm sorry to say, and he's a liar and he's a thief and he doesn't do one thing good. Not one thing good. But see, we are a light. We are a city set on a hill, and our prayers are very effective. Don't doubt it. Just press in. Some of you in the prayer group, pray for our government. Pray for the board of supervisors. They're just a bunch of, in some cases, they don't know the Lord. So they listen to stuff, and they can be manipulated. But... You know, the king's heart, the Bible says, is in the hand of the Lord. And he directs it like a water course wherever he pleases. We got to pray for Mr. Biden. He needs a lot of prayer and support. 
Our Congress needs support. I don't know why I'm on this. Uh, our, our House of Representatives needs... They're all fighting amongst each other. And they're not solving many things, I'll be honest with you. Okay, but they're not our answer. We're, we're in a different government. I mean, we're citizens of America, but we're really citizens of heaven. We have a dual citizenship. Dual citizenship. So really, our citizenship in heaven, you're seated together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's a place of authority. The authority that the enemy doesn't want us to know about, because when we learn about it and we begin to exercise it, he begins to uh, be defeated. And, uh, you know, we just enforce that defeat that Jesus already won for us. But we, we just pray Seek God, seek God for your family, seek God for our church, seek God for your kiddos, seek God for your boss who's a bump. No, 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 no. But sometimes we will have people in our lives that really cause some problems. And we need to pray for those that are in authority, okay? Let's do that. Let's, let's do that. I, I commit to that as well, is that praying for those that are in authority, Okay. Because we really, you know, we should turn over to 1 Timothy, and I will read, somehow I'll work in John 10.10. Let's go to 1 Timothy. I'll use my new King James Version. Because we got some people here that are really concerned about the way the, the nation is going. Right? 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 And I'm sorry if I offended anyone about talking about a boss that way. I, I, I repent. Um, so, First um, Timothy, and I just got to find it. It's in verse 2, or chapter 2, verse 1. Yeah. I, uh, and this is a command. This is a command. Okay. So, uh, when we obey, we get good results. When we disobey, we get poor results. So, it could be, just reflecting that some of the problems that are happening in our nation are a lack, uh, it's a prayerlessness on, a, on the church, the body of Christ, the whole body of Christ. It's a prayerlessness in some cases. And we can get pockets of revival. Ah, let's, let's get some revival going around here, okay? We have authority in this territory or this region. California, we pray for those that are up there in Sacramento. We pray for those that are in the counties. We pray for those that are just making bad decisions. Lord, move some of them out and move better ones in that will fear you, that will fear you. So, uh, therefore I exhort, this is Paul speaking, therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, senators, for kings, board of supervisors, for kings, hmm, so we don't necessarily have kings, but we do, we do have kings, they just have different names, they have different names, mayor, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet how many and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. Was there a lot of uh, quiet and peaceableness when COVID hit? There can be in our hearts, okay? And that's the good news. 
is that because we're not part of the world system or the world's government, we don't have to be governed when they deal with fear. There's a peddling of fear to control. I, I hope I'm doing okay. I'm not trying to... Just there's a fear. And see, see, fear is not of God. Fear is not of God. Perfect love casts out fear and God is love. So his love will cast out fear. We just stay connected with him. And when the fear and the thoughts and the attacks come to make us afraid of what's going to happen in my finances, what's going to happen with my home, is there going to be a recession? Is there going to be a depression? God will provide in the midst of depression. Depression. God always provides. He provides for his kids. I'm reminded of a scripture. It says, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children begging for bread. Now, it may look like I'm going down. It may look like I'm knocked out. It may look really tough, but I just believe you, Lord, and you have never, ever, 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 ever lied to me. So, wow, we have a sure foundation. In an unsure world, in an unstable world, we should be the most stable people around. But it takes some work. It takes some effort. It takes some pressing in because those thoughts will come and the words will come. And the, uh, just the enemy will try to deceive and tell you, yeah, you're not going to make it this time. Yeah. And you just, wow. Standing on the word of God. Standing on the word of God always brings great results. Whatever your need may be tonight, whether it's financial, maybe you need wisdom for a relationship challenge. Maybe you need wisdom for your job. Ooh, boy, do I need that all the time. I, I, there are many things that go on that I don't even have a an awareness of in the sense that how do I deal with that? And I found that if I stay close to the Lord and not try to do it all, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. So trusting in him and he will lead and guide and direct you in, in the ways that he wants you to go. So career changes, changes in your diet, changes in how you manage your, your finances, Maybe a change in you're working too much. Hello, I work hard for the money. I work too hard, too hard for the money. Now, it's okay to work hard, but many of us work too hard because we're striving and you just, in, and it's like, no, take, take a break and rest, relax and say, Lord, okay. I've been fighting too much, trying to do it all in my own strength, trying to figure it all out, trying to, trying to build something. Just show me what to do, Lord. I, I'm, I'm tired of struggling. If you're tired of struggling, that's a great prayer. Lord, and he doesn't uh, withhold wisdom from us. He's, a, he's so generous. God is so generous. So generous. So generous. So uh, I'll finish this. It says, we are to pray for kings and all who are in authority that we meet, lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men, how many? All people, to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. You know, people aren't our enemy. 
I, have you ever been mad at somebody? And you're like, I can't believe they did that, or I cannot believe they're doing that. I can't believe they passed that law. I can't believe they coming on TV and saying that. Mm. We've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. And I just think that if we're a little more prayerful and a little more word-oriented and a little more presence-oriented, that some of our struggles are going to decrease and, and, and the blessings will increase because he doesn't withhold any good thing from us. He doesn't withhold any good thing. But I have found in the word that it, there are principles that when we act upon them that bring success, that bring uh, prosperity that bring positive change in our lives and and it takes some time to figure this stuff out let's turn if you will to john chapter 8 this is going to be jesus speaking now chapter 8 and verse 31 y'all got quiet on me i'm a little nervous i yeah Man, I received the challenge to pray uh, more for those that are in authority. How about, you know, some miracles, 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 miracles. We like miracles around here. We like miracles in our marriage. We like miracles in our finances and our budget. We like miracles at our at our school district in my case. We like miracles with the right people getting into the right positions that will make good decisions. We like miracles. We like them around here. We like miracles. So how do we get them? Well, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. There are rewards for seeking God that are far beyond what the world can provide us. Rewards. How many of you want some rewards? And I don't know what those would be for you, but maybe just an answer to some perplexing problem that you've had in your life for 25 years. Maybe you have a struggle that you have never shared with anyone, but the Lord and you know it, and it's like, I want to be free from that, Lord, and, and you've promised me freedom, and I just receive it now by faith, and I receive the keys that I need that will unlock the, the, the freedom that you've promised me. Freedom. There is personal freedom, there's emotional freedom, physical freedom. I don't know about you, but I like to be free. I like to move it, move it, move it. I like to move it. Not like... I like to move it, move it. I like to move it. Move it, move it, move it. Be, you can be free. Yes. A lot of people aren't, but we be a free bunch here. Amen. I'm free. Free, yeah. free, free. I'm free to be me. Yes. Oh, yeah. Free to be you. 
God created you in such a unique and valuable way. Amen. He knows exactly what makes you tick, what makes you excited, what makes you mad, what makes you glad. And he just wants to bring that bubbly stuff out of you. Yes. Bubbly. Hmm. Look at them. They used to be so sour and dour. thinking of a student at my school right now. Second grader. It's like, brother, I need to lay hands on you. (laughs) Be free. Jesus name. But hey, that joy, joy, joy. I got joy unspeakable and full of glory, full of glory, full of glory. I've got joy unspeakable and full of glory, and the half has never yet been told. Let's do that. Let's, Let's be free in him. Free. I'm free. Free, free at last. Free, free. Free, free. Okay. So Jesus here says that the truth shall make you free. Okay. But that freedom is progressive. And sometimes we got to take the word that we're hearing at church and apply it in our personal life. And, and because, you know, that freedom, sometimes you got to fight the good fight of faith because there's someone who doesn't want you to be free, wants you to be bound up in fear, wants you to be bound up in all worry and anxiety and what's going to happen, where's the nation going, how's this going to happen, and when's, you know, and it's just like too many thoughts that aren't word-based bring bondage. But we can, and I have, experienced progressive freedom. Whoa, you mean I can stay in the Word of God and be a disciple, stick with the Word a while, and get freer and freer and freer? Ooh, boy. So it says, then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my Word, you are my disciples indeed. There's some disciplined ones there. Discipline. Uh-oh. Let's not talk about discipline. You know. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, uh, I've been at my work. There's been some times where I've gone to the site, and I'm like, oh, there are so many things going on here. And there have been times where I wasn't spending enough time with the Lord, getting myself ready for the battle, I was not abiding. I was not remaining in him, or I wasn't spending that precious time with him, okay? And as a result, I'd go in there and not have the inward strength to really resist the pressures that were coming at me from every direction in some cases, whether it's through my cell phone or through a telephone call or an email or someone want to complain about somebody else and, or there's a fight or whatever it is because I'm a school principal. And it's like I was seeking the Lord. I was really, I was going home exhausted at the beginning of this year. 
And, but I was like, I can, you know, I was being faithful. I really was. I was being faithful, but I was missing the mark. And I, I asked the Lord, I prayed. I just, I just said, Lord, what all, I'm working like 10, 11, 12 hour days. I go home, I'm exhausted. And then I, I get up and I go to work and, and it's exhausting and it's not sustainable. It's like, how am I going to do this for five years, six years, seven years? I mean, what is the deal? And I prayed and I said, Lord, if uh, you want me to, because I like to do this, I'll go to the mountains, I'll bring my Bible, I'll bring my notebook, and I'll just seek you with every ounce of my energy, and I just, whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. Because I must be missing it somewhere. I don't know what it is, but I need your help. And you know, the answer to the problem came so very swiftly I was like, that was cool. You mean I didn't have to go on the backside of the desert like Moses and have a great big bush burn and an angelic visitation of some sort? No, it was just that still, small, quiet impression on the inside. And it was like, that's the answer. And it goes back to this abiding thing. And what it was is, is Brian, you've been a little bit passive means you've been boom, boom, boom. Okay, where's it coming from now? Boom. You know, and, and then the Lord said, yeah, showed me, you need to get, you need to move into an offensive posture. You need to press it in prayer. Press it in prayer. Because the things that you're dealing with are not natural. <laughs> there is an enemy that is using the system in some cases, using people in other cases, and creating all kinds of interference with what you want to do and what you want to build in this school. Bureaucracy, red tape, and all this and that. And I was like, wow, okay, let's do this. I know how to be aggressive, but you know, sometimes we just kind of sitting on our laurels a little bit. And kind of resting and not even knowing it. Okay, so perhaps you spending time with the Lord will bring greater freedom in certain areas of your life that are troubling you. And you don't have an answer for yet. But I know someone who has all the answers. Every single answer. Uh, Call unto me, it says in Isaiah, uh, is it Jeremiah 33? 33? Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So insight belongs to you. Supernatural insight belongs to the people of God. And as you begin to really press in, And just say, Lord, I need an answer. You are the answer. You have the answer. And I'm listening. I'm in a position to hear. And I will do what you show me to do. And as a result, prosperity will come into your life. That just means you're going to have a greater area of victory, a greater area of, of peace, a greater area of success.
So success belongs to the body of Christ. Success belongs to you and success belongs to me. So as we begin to conclude, we'll just go over to a success scripture. I know there's so many in here. There's so many in here. I have success. I'm experiencing success and I'm becoming more successful as I believe you, Lord. And that's faith. That's just simple faith, childlike faith that gets the miracles in motion even more, more, more. Okay, so we're going to Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. Joshua. Dude, mighty man of valor, led the people of God into the promised land, was mentored by Moses, had a, had a relationship with the Lord. But it's like God was saying, hey, there's going to be some battles over there, bro. There's going to be some battles. There's going to be some wars. There's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some problems. The devil's going to try to stop y'all from inheriting the promises of God. And you need to do something in order to be ready. Shekinah was wearing that shirt. Be, was it strong and courageous? You got to be strong and courageous and just stand on the promises of God. All the promises of God in him are yes and amen. God's, when you read it, you just say, that belongs to me. Would you all hold up your Bible, just kind of, a, or your phone, whatever you got, you know? Uh, all right. So success belongs to me. And all the promises in here belong to you. And me. That's what Pastor Mark preaches. He says, this belongs to you. Do it and you'll get the results. Because you've been doing it too long in your own way. And it ain't working. So get in this. And you will experience good things. Good things. Great things. Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask and think, according to the power that works in us. There's a power. We got to get some power stirred up on the inside. And it's just like, whoop, Yep. I got it. 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 It belongs to me. But when I got it on the inside, I get it on the outside. I got it. I got it. I got it. We got it. Mm. You got it. We got it. Oh, yeah. Now, let's get it. All right. So, the Lord spoke to him. And this whole chapter is so powerful. Go back and meditate in it. Think about these things. What does it mean to be strong? What does it mean to be courageous? What does it mean when it says that every place the sole of your foot shall tread, I've given you? That means invincibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may come at you one way, the Bible says, but the enemy is going to flee seven different directions. He's going to scatter. Yeah, he's, he's a roaring lion. He, he just wants to threaten you and just say, yeah. But you just say, oh, no, you didn't, Mr. Devil. 
You may come at me one way. You just quote the word of God. Speak it because he can't resist the word, Jesus, or the word spoken out of our lips. So here we go. This book of the law shall not depart from your what? Your elbow? From your mouth. It's you got to get it in your heart, get it in your mind, and get it out of your mouth. And that miracle is in your mouth. And it, your words set miracles in motion. Our words are powerful. Our words are containers. Our words, there's death and life and the power of the tongue. We are going to speak life to dead situations and see resurrection power, resurrection power, resurrection power, resurrection power, bringing life to dead situations. Long, you know, what about the homeless situation? Could that change? Sure. Sure, I don't know how, but God has answers. And there's government people that can get in his mind and get some solutions to some of these problems. Life in dead areas. Life, 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 life. Life and life more abundantly. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it. How often? All the time. Yes, day and night. You get into this word day and night, okay? Keep it in your mouth. And it says, and he's speaking to Joshua. He says, you meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Who's going to make their way prosperous? We are, okay? So it's just getting this stuff in motion, following God his plan for your life, you get the general will of God from the Bible, then you get specific direction for your personal life. Just get into the word and then God will speak to you. He usually speaks as we're in the word. And it's like, ooh, ooh, yeah, I should go do this. I should call this person. I should go out and witness something to that effect. It says, but then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So the Bible says that success is good. It's okay to be rich. It's okay to be rich. It's not a bad thing. I'm not rich, but, you know, I'm rich in blessings. I'm rich in other ways. There's richness enriching us, richness. It's okay to be successful. It's okay to be uh, prosperous, okay? Don't let anybody steal that from you and just say, you know, that inflation, we're at 9%. No one's stealing our prosperity from us because we have a God who is our source, regardless of the world economy, regardless of what's being said or prognosticated in the news. God is for us. God is for you. God is for your health. He is for your family. He is for our nation. He doesn't want to see anyone perish. We read that. He wants everyone to be saved. Will they all be saved? Of course not. But he wants them all to be saved because he's a good God. And it is the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. Okay. All right. So I guess that's all I got because it's almost eight and I want to make sure we get you out of here. But hey, 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 what if you did a little bit of this? Okay. Okay. To this week, this week, 
I'm going to go ahead and practice this. I have one story real quick about abiding. When I first started teaching, I was a substitute teacher, and the kids were trying to just chew me up and spit me out. Okay, I would drive to work, and I'd confess the word because I was afraid. Oh, no, a bunch of seventh graders. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me. Help me. That's not even a confession. That's a cry. <laughs> Help me. But I would speak the word, speak the word. I was, you know, sometimes when you're in those tough spots, you get, you get busy. All right. And uh, the Lord uh, spoke to me. I was sitting on the couch and he said, hey, Bri, hey, Bri, hey, Bri, if you abide in me, if you, if you hang with me, because I was doing all these lesson plans, you know, got to make sure I don't run out of stuff to say. So lesson plans, new guy, what if I don't, what if I run out of things to say? And uh, the Lord really showed me, if you'll spend time with me before you go to work, I will give you the ability to speak supernaturally things that you would not otherwise be able to. In other words, you're trying to do it all in your own strength, boy. You got to chill out with me, do your lesson plans, but spend more time with me because you're kind of getting out of balance. And I was like, okay, okie dokie, Lord, I'll do that. And I spent some time with him. And I remember I went to the class, just like it only took a day or two for this to work. And the spirit of God rose up on the inside of me so strong and the power of God and the, uh, just an anointing and reading kids mail and just bam, 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 boom, boom. They were, and then uh, I got a word for us. It's like, it's a new day. Cause they had about 10 substitute teachers before me. So they were going to try to make me number 11, <laughs> but it was in abiding that I got something, an anointing. So that anointing will rise up in you as you spend time with the Lord and you're going to have great success in your life and in your ministry. In Jesus' name. Okay? All right. Thank you for your time. Um, So we're going to shift gears real quick. Um, How many of you receive that? Like, God has success for me. God has absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're going to, yeah, we receive strength. We receive it. Just let's pray real quick. Lord, uh, we receive direction. Uh, yeah, just show us what to do, how to do it. Lord, make us smarter. Make us smarter. Make us smarter. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We receive intelligence concerning the situations that we are, are dealing with in our personal lives. Intelligence, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, favor, favor, favor. I receive your favor, Lord. Favor. Favor opens doors. Favor gives you breaks. Favor gives you perks. Favor gives you opportunity. Favor is when people say, come on hither, come up here. I got a different spot for you, and it's going to be good. Favor, favor, favor. Receive favor right now. We all need favor. Jesus increased in knowledge. He increased in wisdom and in favor. He increased. He, Jesus, the Son of God, increased. We, 
We increase in your favor, Lord. Your favor, your favor. We increase in understanding. We increase in wisdom. Lord, uh, we're just solving problems more quickly than ever before. And we're just a people, a people that just go out into the, the earth. Go ye into all the world. So we're just going to go into our community, into our, our places where we, our sphere of influence, and we're going to see you move supernaturally in Jesus' wonderful, 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 wonderful name. All right, all right. You know, receiving is just, I take it, I take it, I take it. It's mine, it's mine, it's mine. It belongs to me. You, this promise belongs to me. This belongs to me. And as you do that, the manifestation comes. And it's like, whoa, buddy. You start looking back at where you came from and you're like, you see a pattern of God working in your circumstances and bringing you out into big, bigger and better things. Okay, so, and this scripture in Job 8, 7, it says this, as we are concluding, your beginning will seem humble, so prosperous will your future be. Another one says, and though you started with little, you will end with much. Increase belongs to us in Jesus' name. All right. Thank you. Pardon me for going over a little. And we'll just go ahead and take up our offering. And I was looking at this in Luke chapter uh, 6, verse 38. It says, given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down shaken together and running over. So it's going to be more coming back to you than what you give. And that's supernatural increase. You put a few grains of corn in the ground, you're going to get a bigger harvest. You put a lot of grain in the ground, you get a bigger harvest. And so God is a God of harvest. God is a God of increase. God is a God of supernatural provision. And I know most of us here have seen his hand move in our finances in really unique ways. Oh, story after story. But I tell you what, we just do this in faith, uh, without, not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. If you have an attitude where it's like kind of hard to give because, you know, the bills are here, and it's like, gee, 10% is there, and how am I going to do this, Lord? You get into the Word of God that renews our mind and builds our faith, and then we give in faith and, and watch God move. Watch God move. Super Houses, mm, houses, homes, 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 homes. That's plural. That's more than one. Homes. Okay. I think, I, I, I truly believe this with all my heart is that God wants us to own more than one home in some cases. It may not be for you personally, but there can be homes and that can, assets. See, these are things that can bring value back to you. We see all kinds of the homes and the assets and the creativity that, that can come through home ownership and, and even maybe taking a step out and buying a second home as an investment property. Okay? So I know that's probably for me too. <laughs> okay? Because the Lord's spoken to me over the years, but you know what comes in or creeps in is, yeah, but... 
I got these kids. I got to feed them. Uh, I, they're in call. But God has ways. Yeah. So I'm stretching my faith. Would you do this with me? Would yeah. you just stretch yeah. and just say, I'm stretching. I'm stretching. My faith. Stretch your faith. Stretch your faith. That's a word for many of us. Stretch your faith. Get bigger on the ends. Get bigger, 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 bigger believing equals bigger receiving. I receive, I receive, I receive. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, financial stuff going on up in here because God really does want us to experience his best. Why not? We're in the family of God. We're doing stuff other people out there in the world aren't doing, we should, we should get in on some of that wealth. Wealth, 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 wealth. We receive your wealth, Lord. Your wealth. He owns a cattle on a couple hills. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The gold is mine, the silver is mine. He says, man, there are just so many promises in here. Just start where you're at and just believe and you will receive. So if you Brought in your tithe offering. I've done enough of this. Um, We'll just pray. Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful for another opportunity to uh, sow. We do it like uh, in obedience to you, Lord. And we are grateful that you're bringing back so many things to us and increase. And we're just stretching our faith and we're just being obedient to you. But we're also just seeing some incredible results. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I find like I do the giving online a lot, but uh, many, I got to get my checks. I got to find those. But come on up, guys. Whew. Hope I didn't scare too many of you. I really, I, I don't, you know. There is just something supernatural going on. So as you leave here, you just take the residue and say, yeah, Lord, that word belongs to me and I'm going to stretch my faith and I'm going to see increase in every area of my life, financially and otherwise, in Jesus' name. All right. Thank you for your time and you are uh, dismissed and I hope I get to hang out with some of you and chat.